0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Angela McMillan. Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I'll bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. So today's interview is something that I have actually never discussed before on the podcast, And I really didn't know much about Um, uh, Angela and I actually connected via Facebook, probably about, I don't know, almost a year ago now. And so I've seen some of the videos that she's put up. And I was really intrigued to have her on the show because she specializes in the Feldenkrais method. And so that is something that I was not as familiar with, but it's super helpful and very similar to what I believe in and what I teach as a movement um, professional myself. So she is a natural flow and performance coach, and her mission is to bring a pioneering method of self-awareness in the mind and body to the world in order to improve the quality of people's lives. So that is something that I think comes through in this interview. She gives an awesome um, reference to how to reduce stress during your day, which is also the challenge for this week. So she will take you through, um, you know, a quick five-question check-in, and I definitely would advise, um, as long as you're not driving, or even if you're driving, you can do this too. Just that quick check in while she's do- going through it, because I think that I felt I felt more grounded after doing it with her. So I really hope you guys get some um, great tools and maybe check out her website and um, maybe the Feldenkrais method website, even if you want to go to a local class and explore this a little bit more, because I am definitely intrigued um, after talking to Angela to learn how I can incorporate this into my training. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome to the Peaceful Power podcast. I am excited today because I am learning about something that I am not familiar with. So I have Angela McMillan on today to chat about the Feldenkrais method with me, Hopefully I said that right. I was trying to practice. So I'm going to kind of throw it over to you, Angela. And I just want to first chat more about how you got into health and fitness before we even tackle what the Feldenkrais method is.
1: Sure. Yes, that you said it correctly, Feldenkrais. Yes. Thank you. It is a tricky word to uh, get your tongue around. Yes. Um, so yeah, I got into health and fitness right from when I was at high school, primary school, I started dance classes. And in primary school, my dance teacher thought I had some talent and asked me to start coming a couple of times a week rather than the once a week. And that, for me, that got a bit boring because I'm a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, active. So I then didn't start dance classes until I was 10. Um, and then I did regular classes again. And then when I left high school, I um, went and did a professional uh, dance program for a year. And then I got into a university dance program. So I've got a Bachelor of Arts in dance. Wow. Yeah. this um, The year when I finished, I met my Feldenkrais teacher. So fresh from my dance training, I... Um, studied with him for a year and then I went and thought and I was thinking you know what this stuff is really interesting I'm going to go and take myself to a professional um, training program in the Feldenkrais method so mm-hmm. yeah I had no, I really didn't have any idea about what it was at that point I just thought this is fun this is interesting I'll go and do this
0: program I love um, it yeah. so that I mean it pretty much rolled right into like right after school you were like Jumped right into it. So, can you tell us now, like, what is it and, um, like, who might benefit from this? Yeah.
1: So, it's a mind body modality that links your brain and body through the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it works with the nervous system, which is completely different to what a lot of people see it as a movement modality, which it is, yes. But the concept of working with the nervous system is different to what most people see as a movement modality. So a lot of movement classes, you know, yoga, Pilates, dance, you've got the teacher out the front uh, showing you what to do and you're mimicking what they do. So you're imposing their movements on your body. Mm -hmm. The Feldenkrais method is taught two ways. It's a hands-on practice which is uh, functional integration is the name of the hands-on practice where the practitioner works with the student moving their skeleton. Mm. Then there's the group classes which is called Awareness Through Movement. And the practitioner, the teacher actually, it's an audio class so I teach through my voice. I don't show the students how to do it. Um, I direct their attention around their body. Um, so they get to experience in themselves, how they're moving rather than imposing the movement on themselves. So it's very internal way of listening to your body. Mm. And that's something, um, a lot of students when they first start have a hard time with because they think, well, am I doing it right? Because our society is very much the right way, the good way, um, goal orientated, Whereas the Feldenkrais method is about, no, how are you actually moving? How is your arm coming up to your head? Um, And there's many different trajectories or movements that you can do to do that one movement. Um, Yeah, so that's the process of, of the classes. And it can help everybody. Everybody can find something in this modality. But who is attracted to it is mainly people who have got some form of injury, reoccurring injury um, that they just haven't been able to uh, break free from. So often people have tried many other modalities before they find the Feldenkrais method, but it was actually created for performance enhancement. So that's why I came to the method. I was a dancer when I met my Feldenkrais teacher, he moved better than any of my dance teachers before me, any of my yoga teachers, any other practitioner. And he wasn't a dancer. And I was like, what is it about his movement that makes it so beautiful, so fluid and flowing? And, you know, it's like those people you can't take your eyes off. He was one of those. So that's what got my interest. Um, So it helped me in my dance performance be better, fluid. Yeah. So there's two ends of the spectrum, people that are in pain and people that want to tweak their performance.
0: I love that. And that's, that's actually one way that I learned um, yoga through the yoga teacher training program that I did is they told us not to demonstrate. I mean, maybe if you're doing a new move or a move that you might not see in a ton of classes, you might need to demonstrate if nobody's getting it, but um, really using your voice to teach and letting them kind of get into the pose just for the same reasons you just discussed is we are so conditioned to do it the right way. Versus, you know, like how, do, you know, how does this feel in my body? Um, yes.
1: And I just
0: had this discussion with a client last night um, cause she just recently became a trainer and working with senior citizens. And I said, I rarely correct their form unless they're really doing it wrong. Because I, I mean, some of them, the seniors I'm working with are in their eighties, and nineties, a lot of them. And I'm like, mm. their bodies have just tons of patterns over, you know, 80 plus years. And so for mm. them doing a squat, like at this point, if it's not hurting them and they don't say it hurts, then that's, that's their pattern. And it's okay. We can keep doing that, you know, rather than do it quote unquote, like, the right way to like your eye, your trained eye. And so she was like, wow, I never even thought of that. You know, cause I'm like, you might put them in a position then that they're actually at 85. They don't really need to correct maybe their squat pattern at this age, if it doesn't hurt them. So, you know, it just kind of sounds very similar in that regards into, you know, just the listening and how yes. to feel. Mm,
1: exactly. Yeah. Because people are so disconnected from their bodies yes. Um, so bringing them into their body and feeling from the inside rather than superimposing a movement is, is amazing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you be able to like give, since it is like an auditory thing, like just for people who are listening, who might still be like, okay, is there like an example? Like, could you, since it is a podcast and it's audio, could you maybe go through a couple moves just so people can kind of get an idea? Okay. So
1: stress patterns is a big in our community you know stress can um, really impact you in many ways and so this is a little five tips that I give for um, combating when you feel that stress rising in your body to bring yourself back into your body rather than reacting to the situation and the first thing stop and just listen in to how you're connected to the ground So at the moment, I'm sitting on the floor so I can feel my sit bones. I can feel the way my legs are um, crossed up in front of me, what parts of my legs are touching the ground. You might be standing. So checking in with how your um, feet are connected to the ground. Is your weight in the ball of your foot, in the heel of your foot? So just check how you're balanced, how you're connected to the earth. The second thing is to check your breathing. Don't do anything to change your breath. Just notice how it's moving in and out of your body. Is it? Can you feel it deeply moving into your body? Is it shallow breath? How is your breath moving in? If anything, you want to uh, spend more time on the exhale of your breath. Third thing is to check your hands are they tight or tense? And then listen, right up through your arms, is there tension through your hands and arms? And if there is, just see if you can let that tension go. Check in with your feet, are your feet tight or tense? And then check in with all the way up your leg, is there any musculature tension there? And and see if you can release that. And the last thing is to Your eyesight, check in with your eyes and take yourself off into the distance with the eyesight and then bring it back close so that you're looking around and noticing what else is in your environment. So, they're just five questions to ask yourself if you feel the stress rising in your body to bring yourself back into your body and check in with your body so that you can tell your body this is not a scary situation you're not being chased by a tiger you don't have to do the fight flight freeze reaction you know (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) I love it no I was like doing it as you were you know talking it through I'm like oh yeah I feel like instantly more grounded just by you know those quick quick check-in I mean and it took what like two minutes to do it
1: two minutes yeah That's
0: great. Because with stress, you know,
1: it it is, life is stressful, but they're not living in the jungle anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So is that something that you would do, like have people do kind of as homework throughout the day or like even during a class, you might be doing stuff like that throughout a class?
1: Uh, no, not, not in a class. No, there's other uh, things that would be doing in the class that will bring them into their body. So so that would be like the check-in during the day. Yeah. Check-in during the day. And then if, if they have done a class recently, I often ask my students to notice through the next couple of days, what's different? Where does this lesson show up? So Um, maybe we'll be doing a reaching lesson or an extension lesson. Um, So opening up the front of the chest and, and extending, you know, where does that show up in your daily life? Mm. You know, you might be hanging the washing out and you realize, Oh, this is actually easier. And I mean, I can feel my ribs opening up on my left side more than I usually do. So just bringing the lesson that they've done on Feldenkrais is taught on the floor. So Bringing the lesson that they've done on the floor, the movements on the floor, into their everyday life. Because what the Feldenkrais method is, it's more about um, understanding your movement patterns all the time rather than just doing them on the floor in a class, but bringing it into your life. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Mm. And if someone's like, okay, is there any of these classes like based, you know, in the US or? I know that you're not in, located here, but if some of my listeners are, if they're like, I'm interested in this, like what would be the best way, or maybe you have online stuff, even that they can connect with you. Cause they might already yes. be like, this is something that's already intriguing me.
1: <laughs> yes. I have online classes. I have weekly online classes. I've got, um, a membership program to access those online classes. I also have lots of audio programs available. And a VIP program for um, mainly for yoga teachers, dance teachers who want to keep themselves conditioned, that might want that have an injury that they 're struggling with, and they also want to use these techniques that the Feldenkrais method offers for their own classes, like you were saying, um, Very cool. the same process that you use in your classes. Um, because we've got some very specific techniques that get people connected to their nervous system and having those uh, techniques in your uh, backpack of uh, information that you can draw from will help your own students and clients access their bodies in a way that um, gets them deeper into their their bodies and connecting their brain and body. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are wanting to do a local class, just hop on the Feldenkrais Guild website, whichever country you're in, and you should be able to find a local practitioner. Especially if it's a a reoccurring injury or chronic pain, I would suggest going to a practitioner and getting a hands-on one-on-one functional integration lesson before
0: doing the, the group classes. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. About the one-on-one. And so with the one-on-one, like if someone's like, what does that exactly look like? Or is that like super invasive, you know, or are they kind of, you know, like a private yoga or Pilates session almost where you might adjust, but you're still moving mostly yourself.
1: Um, Yeah. So with the Feldenkrais method, because we're using the nervous system to teach and retrain the body, The the buzzword is neuroplasticity. We're actually rewiring the brain so that your movement patterns override the old habitual patterns that are causing the pain and tension. Mm. This means that you do need to stay in your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. If you feel pain at all, then your nervous system's going to put the brakes on and you're not going to learn anything. So when you are in a one-to-one session, you're laying down on the table. Or on the floor, whatever, however, the practitioner teaches you. Um, and they move your skeleton to listen into how you're moving. And if at any point you feel pain, the practitioner will stop. They, they won't take you into the pain. And just by listening into how your skeleton's moving, this will change the pattern, the, the, the pattern that's hurting you. Yeah, so they're not trying to, you know, oh, you don't move enough here. Let me try and force yeah. that movement. No, it's not about that at all. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. It's very gentle, slow movement.
0: And then if someone's like, okay, so how is this like different from yoga? Like what is, you know, what is kind of that reasoning or method behind like, how is it different from something they might've seen?
1: Okay. So yoga and other mov- movement modalities concentrate on strength, endurance, stretching, these kind of, um, these kind of techniques Whereas, like I keep saying, the Feldenkrais method is working with the nervous system and the skeletal structure. So bringing your skeleton into better alignment. And once your skeleton knows what alignment is best for your skeleton, it's going to choose that pattern over and above those habitual patterns that might be causing you tension and pain. So you let go of the tension. And it's the nervous system learning that this is the concept that I want the listeners to grasp that once your nervous system knows the better alignment for your skeleton, it's going to choose that option because it is really lazy. It doesn't want to be pulling and, and tightening in areas that it doesn't need to. It's just that it's not aware we haven't, um, you know, over the course of our life, like you said, we've got these habitual patterns that cause us these tensions, but they, get ingrained as habits and so the nervous system's kind of forgotten the other patterns of movement so that's what we're doing is retraining our bodies to be like we were as babies you know you watch a baby move around and they're just exploring and discovering and their hips are like so loose and open so we were once like this (laughs) (laughs) but now yeah do you think that
0: there's ever like cause I was just thinking of this with like the movement pattern. So my dad and one of my brothers, I have three brothers, um, walk very similar. Like, is there anything like, even by looking at your parents, you might be like, okay, so I know that, you know, they have this hip thing, like to Mm. avoid that, you know, can, is there a way that you can kind of like train to like not pattern your body to maybe do something like that?
1: Yes, absolutely. My, um, my Feldenkrais practitioner, um, my teacher tells this great story about opening of the, the um, chest and thoracic area. Mm-hmm. So the thoracic area is actually quite hard to change because this, this is – now we're going to get into the deeper meanings of, of the Feldenkrais method. Yeah, and let's that do it's it. about, Yeah, it's about how you want to present yourself to the world, your actual mm-hmm. self-image is portrayed through the thoracic area. So if you're going to change that thoracic shape, you're really changing your self-image, yes? Yeah. You can get that concept. Yep. Um, And so he worked a lot on changing his thoracic shape. And and the other thing about the thoracic is that's how we recognise our friends and family from a distance even. We can say, oh, that's, you know, my cousin because of the way they're holding their body you can also tell if someone when they're walking in the room if they've got happy or sad news for you in the way they're holding the thoracic area so he did a lot of work on as you would as a practitioner as i do on reshaping and and you know getting his skeleton into a greater alignment so much so that when he went to visit his parents, they hadn't seen him for a number of years, they could not recognise him.
0: Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so, he, so he was like,
1: my job is done, you know? Wow, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yes, it is possible, but it does take time. This method is, because it's about awareness, awareness is a skill, it does take time for you to um, build that awareness. And so I suggest doing Feldenkrais for a, a number of months to begin with. Um, sometimes that's enough. And then you can just revisit the the lessons or some people just do it for years. Like me, I fell in love with it. So mm.
0: So is this something you can do daily then? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. And absolutely. so people will kind of start seeing results, you know, after a few months, cause this is not like a quick fix. Like this is a long, oh, you know, you thing. can
1: actually feel results after one lesson. Oh, nice. So, yeah, if you're ready, you know, if you're ready on the path of, of learning about your body, if you're ready going to other movement modalities, you will feel a difference in that first lesson. If, the, if it's fresh, you've never experienced your body, it can take some time. <laughs> so, but the, the beauty of this method is it can help you in all aspects of your life. So any other training program you're doing, it'll help you understand what you're doing
0: in that class more as well. So it's- yeah, um, that makes sense. Because then if you're in a yoga class, like you're already are a, little, just a little bit more aware of where your body should be in poses. Yes, exactly. In fact, I've, I've got a story about
1: that. I did a Feldenkrais lesson. It was a lesson sitting, and I'll explain kind of the moves we did. We brought our- foot up and crossed it on our leg. And then we let the um, ankle slide down the shin bone of, of our leg. Then we put the foot on the chair so that the knees kind of up under the armpit. We did all these kind of movements um, to open up the hip joints. I then went and did a yoga class and I, I love yoga. I just am not a regular student anymore. Mm-hmm. And I found so much more Alignment in all the, especially the standing um, triangular poses. Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, you know, I've done yoga for twenty years. What am I doing in this class that I will haven't been doing for twenty
0: years? You know, (laughs) that's awesome. It was just opening up the joints. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. And and just feeling you know just greater connection into myself into the yeah. pelvis into the where i'm placing my feet all of this um you know and I, i'd done when i was studying at university my dance training i did ashtanga yoga for 5 years as a complement to my dance training so i i have done years of yoga <laughs> it's not intense like i Intense yoga
0: with ashtanga yes
1: <laughs> intense well yeah because my dance um, trainers they were both high end
0: ashtanga teachers so okay mm. meshed yes yes
1: <laughs> uh, i know i just
0: recently went to a um i don't even know what it was called i've never been to the style of yoga class before but it was based on pranayama so it was based on your breath and mm-hmm. it was like an hour and a half class and i got into poses where i'm like how in the world did i get into this like i mean the the instructor came over to me and he was like can you reach your toes now and i was like <laughs> Like usually I'm like not even near my toes. And by the end of class, like he somehow had my back so open that I was like, how in the world am I doing this? I've never been able to do this. And I've been, you know, practicing for about 16 years myself. So I'm like, this is crazy. Like I need to know what this is. And like with that, it was just mostly working your breath and just kind of slowing down. So um, I love just learning about these type of methods and like how it can improve movement and you can kind of see those results where you're like, where did that come from? So why Mm. do you think like, for instance, like the Feldenkrais method is not like more mainstream than it is? Cause it sounds like it'd be so helpful for so many people.
1: This is a
0: loaded question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So many reasons. Uh. Um, So often people come to the method in their older years. So Mm. 45 plus, um, And so they've, they've had their whole life career, um, and they're now discovering that things are not moving as they used to. Mm. So some of these people then take a Feldenkrais professional training program and they've already got their career. So they often don't start a practice. Um, and the other thing is for some reason, after four years of training in this modality, students come out feeling inadequate Uh, many of my colleagues don't feel they know enough so they take Uh themselves to more advanced trainings and so they don't put themselves out there Mm. and another reason um, it's very hard to explain to people you can't really if you narrow it down to one little tagline it really waters down the richness of this modality (laughs) Mm. and because it helps and being a Now that I teach online marketing as well, because um, when I started my practice, I got into using Facebook advertising and and doing the whole online marketing thing. So now I, I really enjoy that. I teach that as well. But what I'm finding is you do need to nail that ideal client, and a lot, of, a lot of practitioners don't do that. They because it can help everyone. Their marketing message is going out to everybody, and so it's wishy washy, and people just go, "Oh, that's not for me. That's for everybody else." Yeah. Rather than saying, "I want," like I'm saying, "I want to work with yoga and dance teachers. I know that I can help them." because of my history in yoga, um, dance and the Feldenkrais method.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, so that's crazy. a big thing. Mm. And even like <laughs> the name maybe, cause I found that like, since I'm, you know, I work with Ayurveda and I'm an Ayurveda coach and I just have found, there's a lot of people who don't, maybe they've heard of it, but they don't know what it is. So if you don't know what it is, you're like, You know, either you were intrigued, or you're like, ah, just not for me because I don't, I don't want to learn. Yes, the name is something. The name can
1: disconnect people as well. I've got my best friend saying, why can't you just change the name? And it's (laughs) like, well, uh, my colleagues and I often talk about that as well. But. You know, Joseph Pilates, Pilates, Moshe Feldenkrais, Feldenkrais, (laughs) one thing, and because, yeah, it's getting a little bit more known now, so if you did change the name now, then you've got got to retrain everybody that does know the name, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's it's a tricky situation. I actually call my classes um, Mind Body Fitness, so that's how I get across that. Or I often don't say that it's the Feldenkrais method until people start reading into my content and then they find out that, oh, it's that's the Feldenkrais method. So
0: yeah, yeah, mm. no, that makes sense. Um, and since one of the things and the main thing is the mind-body connection and mm. so many of us are so disconnected, do you have any other tips or tools that you know people can kind of maybe find that connection somehow throughout their day?
1: Mm. It's going back to that, um, same five questions, just getting back into your body, especially, you know, if you're, I find if you're working for hours at the computer, just having that little break, going for a walk and listening to your breath um, when you do sit at the computer, listening to where you're, how you're sitting, can you feel your sit bones in the chair? Mm. How's your posture um, out of the chair? Are you curved? Are you hunched over? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bringing yourself, um, if you're sitting again, bringing yourself forward on your chair so that the legs are free, you can feel your sit bones more. Just bringing yourself forward on the chair allows your back to sit taller and you're not hunched over and squashing yourself back into the chair. So that's, that's enough to bring your awareness into your body.
0: What about so just, during the workouts too? Cause I found this can be a tricky one. Like you know, mm. say they're not doing, you know, your class, but maybe they're just lifting weights on their own, but that's maybe not their favorite thing to do. And they're like, I'm just kind of going through the motions. Is there anything or tips or tricks that you tell people to kind of stay in the body? Yeah. Know where your pelvis is. <laughs> that's a I big love thing. That one.
1: Yeah. Know where your pelvis is because that's the central point of everything. That's what keeps you standing upright. So from your pelvis, how are your legs positioned coming out of your pelvis? How are your feet connected to the ground? yeah and then coming up the 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 spine listening into how your spine stacked up are you standing tall and straight or and on your spine stacked up easily um and then from the spine yeah so then where are your shoulders positioned do they feel a little bit forward and that means you're um hunching over or are they further back so there's more tension in the back of your body and your chest is open. Just just, yeah sensing and feeling inside where things are positioned skeletally. Mm. Because when you listen to your skeleton, you're that's how you're connecting to your nervous system and your brain.
0: Yes. Yeah. I (laughs) I had a yoga teacher who always will say relax your brain. And the first (laughs) few times I'm like, I don't know how to do this. But then I'm like, okay. Like I'm like I'm I'm going to try. I don't know what that means, but like just even telling your body to like do something like that. Um, you know, you, you maybe feel something, maybe you don't, but just even just try to bring awareness there. I feel just kind of helps yes. you get mm-hmm. into your body. Exactly. So even yes. if you're like, I don't know how to feel that. Cause I've had people who are like, you know, still struggle to feel, you know, what they should be feeling, or they'll always ask me what muscles they're should be feeling it at. And I'm like, well, where do you feel it? And then they're like, I don't know. And just trying to find that, I'm like, no, you do know. I don't care if it's quote unquote wrong. Like there is no wrong. It's where you feel it. And so getting people to kind of just trust themselves again and be like, no, you do know the answer, you know, just kind of tell your body where are you feeling it and just slowing down and tuning in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. People are so disconnected from their bodies. So, but so starting to ask the questions will start to build that awareness and people they don't wanna get things wrong. That's, yes, their, yes. that's our society, you know, culture. So that's why they, they're scared to answer that question. But realistic, you, you do have this amazing self-healing body. Yep. Um, and that people have got to understand that it is actually a skill to become aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I that does it. take time. A skill is something you, you develop over a long time. It's not a quick fix. Mm
0: we should be teaching this to our little kids in school. Like this is something they should be learning. Absolutely. I do teach
1: high school dance as well. Do you? So, oh, yes. yes. I'm building that oh. into my program or have been building that into my program for many years now. So that's why I can um, know that I can help dance teachers and yoga teachers because I'm using the Feldenkrais techniques, but then putting it into other movement modalities.
0: So. Mm. Yes. Mm. So if people want to get your, cause I know you have, um, a free happy hips video series and then awareness through the movement series. Where can we find yes. that at? Ah,
1: so you can go to bit.ly dot, um, com.
0: I think it is at free hips. Perfect. And I'll yeah. have that in the, um, show notes as well. So if anyone's like, where do I get it? I'll put it right in the show notes. Um, and then I like to wrap up with a weekly challenge. And then when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out a weekly challenge to all the listeners. So what would you like that challenge to be this week? Okay.
1: So we've discussed this, um, these five questions to ask your body when you're feeling stressed, it doesn't have to be when you're feeling stressed. It could just be any point throughout the day just check in with those five questions inside your body, whether it's once a day or, you know, every hour, try that to begin with and discover, like, listen in.
0: What what are you doing? Where is your body positioned? Mm, I love it. Yes.
1: Uh, that is <laughs> awesome. And we have
0: not had that challenge. So I'm excited to try that one. And I really enjoyed even you just discussing it like with me just a few minutes ago, like it just hones you in and just takes you down. So I like it down in a good way, like grounded. Yes. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Angela. It's been a pleasure having you on this week. And um, I want everyone to go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.